0: and think why I spend too much time just getting ready let me be honest I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me let me be real here when I see you my heart starts racing but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing Shame that my hands start shaking
1: Today is October 16th, 2020, Friday of the 28th week in ordinary time, and you are tuned into Deacon's Discussions and Drinks.
0: It's a shame that my hands start shaking.
1: everybody welcome to another episode of deacons discussions and drinks
2: i am deacon tim stout i am deacon dallas kelly
1: that that's not father lynn <laughs> father lynn is not here tonight He's playing hooky. He's he's gone. I'm hearing crickets all over the place where are they come <laughs> from. <laughs> we are live back in the studio tonight. Father Lynn's off. I think he's he's on vacation.
2: Is that what you call it? Yeah, that's his twelfth one this year.
1: His twelfth vacation. He's probably somewhere in the Lone Star State with his family down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We've got no guests in here, just two deacons and a cameraman. And uh, what we're going to do tonight, we're just going to talk. And uh, we're going to open the phone lines up, so if you want to call in, you can call in. If you want to you know, comment on Facebook, because Dallas is a professional at that, uh, feel free to do that. And we'll take your questions and your comments. Well, we're going to talk about some things, some some things going on. But the number, there is a new number. Long story, we're not going to get into it tonight. But the, this is a little bit easier. Two three four deacons. Two three four three three two two six six seven. That's the number you can call and you can talk to us live. It's it's always good when we have a live caller because it's a conversation at that point, kind of a discussion on steroids, if you will. But uh, put your put your comments, questions in Facebook, and uh, we'll we'll see what kind of uh, stuff we get to talk about tonight. So let's just jump into some some current events. You want to go first, Dallas, or you want me to? Um,
2: because I got a couple things. I'll go first. Okay. I was just reading where <clears throat> where a judge rules against reinstating a Catholic student to the government office over fears of creating chaos. In, uh, I think it was in Tallahassee, Florida, a U.S. district judge ruled that reinstating a Catholic student expelled from office because of his privately shared religious belief would be chaos. Even though he ruled in the student's favor, he did not still reinstate him. <laughs> Is I don't that, know if anybody's heard about that, but uh, he posted some stuff on Facebook that had to do with uh, his Catholic belief and the rest of the student body got him expelled from the Student Senate. It's been a while back. It's been a few months back. It's tough to be a Catholic today. Yes. Mm. I mean, they're basically, you can be Catholic, just don't say anything about it. Let's see. I just got a text from my wife.
1: Says the show is not on. Are you watching on me? Are you watching on St. Francis and John? Hmm. Well, Kelly, you need to go to St. Francis and John. (laughs) It looks good on my part. So, hey, if you're out there and you're watching. Let us know. So. I've got some uh, some news, breaking news, that will affect us. Uh, next week, we will not have our show on Friday night. We will have our show on Saturday night. We will be at Cardone. We will not be in the studio. We're actually going to be out front of Cardone, where we usually have mass. And it's time for the drawing for the capital prize. So uh, you'll see some, some communication this week about the event. Uh, we're going to be doing the drawing live here at Cardon. We'll do it live during our show. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to come out and, uh, you know, kind of like a ta- tailgate area with social distancing. If you're interested in that, you can come out and take a look at that. And,
2: and listen to some music and – Listen to some music. But if everybody is here, who's watching us? <laughs> that's a great question. Is
1: <clears throat> your volume up on there? Well, the good thing about this change in schedule for us is that uh, there's another change in schedule, and that's the University of Kentucky football Originally scheduled to host Georgia next weekend at Kroger Field, they won't be at Kroger Field next week because of COVID. They will actually be in Columbia, Missouri to play the Tigers, so there was not a conflicting football game. So more people can tune in to watch the show and come out to Cardone, maybe have some food, maybe have a drink, listen to some music. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. It is getting cold this weekend. But Kentucky will be at – uh at Missouri on the 24th, and now play Georgia on the 31st. So that will affect us. We hope you can come out next weekend and check out, uh, buy some, some tickets on the Capital Prize if you haven't already bought them. You can turn your tickets in now. I think they're due to be turned in now. Uh, if you haven't turned them in, you got a little bit more time. So let's do that. And then um, we'll have a good time out here. We'll have some music, have some food, some drinks. And have a topic. We'll have to think of a good topic for next week. Got any ideas, Dallas? Not yet. Not yet. We got a while. We'll think of something. So we, your current event, we were just talking about Catholics um, in the public view. Obviously, uh, Amy Coney Barrett was in the public view this week. I watched some of the hearings. Did you watch any of the hearings?
2: I watched quite a bit of it.
1: I thought she did uh, a very good job of handling what I thought were a lot of different types of questions. <laughs> I'll be politically correct there. Um, ob- obviously, she's a very intelligent woman. Uh, you know, she's a she's a different type of person, I think, than they're used to seeing up there. You know, big family, uh, diverse family, right? Got uh, two black children and one special needs adopted. Seven, I think, seven kids total. Seven total. I can't imagine that. (laughs) That's a that's a lot of kids. Three's three's a lot. Four's a whole lot. Five, six, and seven. Wow! I did see a video before her hearings where um, they had the film crew out in front of her house. Did you see that one? I didn't see that. So they get her coming out of the house. She's actually going. It was the day she was going to the White House to uh, to meet with President Trump, where he was going to introduce her as the as the um, the nominee and her husband and her. Her kids, they walk out, they walk down the front steps, they walk across the sidewalk and they get into, it would look like a Honda or a Toyota minivan and they all climb into the minivan and she gets into the driver's seat and she takes off. I mean, it was, it was, it's just kind of, it's suburbia, right? It's, 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 it puts the focus back on how important the family is and, and at least in my view, I mean, I know I'm biased, but we're all biased, right?
2: I mean, they asked her everywhere from uh, abortion issues to in vitro fertilization to do you hate puppies? And they did ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> now, the gentleman was kidding, but uh, well, she even got some some controversial
1: questions. One of them was who does the laundry in your house? Did you see oh, that, yeah, one? Son, that. that one. Um, have you ever sexually assaulted anyone? Did you see that one? Did not see that one. Yeah.
2: Then, but the gentleman who asked her the laundry question, didn't he take some flack? Like, oh, yeah, he took a lot of you flack. You know, like presuming it would be a woman doing the laundry. Yeah, yeah. it was sexist.
1: So. You know, the the lady that asked if she would ever sexually assaulted anyone, the, the the lady, the gentle lady from, I believe it was Hawaii. She says she has that of all of her, all of the, uh, the nominees now because of Brett Kavanaugh. Uh-huh. So. So I thought it was good hearings. Obviously, the votes next week. I think the votes are there. So there will be lots of protesting, I'm sure. I don't know if that's good or bad as we get towards the election. I don't think we need any more protesting, but kind of gives me a little segue into this poll. Okay with that? Mm-hmm. So as we were getting ready to go on air, we found the EWTN did a uh, they're called their research poll number three. If you want to, you can Google that and look it up. Uh, they surveyed uh, about 1,200 Catholics on uh, what's your biggest concerns going into the election. The top five were economy and jobs is number one, health care number two, coronavirus number three, national security number four, and civil unrest number five. I don't think any of that's surprising. No. 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 But then they get into some more detailed questions, which, you know, these are concerning anti-Catholic violence. Um, Are you concerned about vandalism and attacks on churches? Eighty-three percent said yes. Which has increased greatly over the past few months. Attack on statues of Catholic heroes. Seventy-four percent said yes. Burning of Bibles in Portland, Oregon. I must have missed that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. Uh, 74% said yes, they're concerned about that. And then calls to tear down statues and artwork depicting Jesus as a white European, 74% yes, which I would think would be every Catholic church. Well, let me say not every. 90% of Catholic churches in the U.S. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. So 20% of people not concerned with that. Do you support defunding the police? I was shocked by this one. 33% of Catholics do not support defending the police. Defunding, the yeah. defunding. Defunding the police, sorry. 59% do support defend, defunding the police. I, that surprises me. 8% didn't have enough information. And then 83% of the people trust their police, their local police, which is, I would say that's probably... Unless you live in a big city.
2: The other 17% were arrested already. So they, <laughs> so they don't trust the police. They, they said we don't trust the
1: police. Not much. Not at all. <laughs> that's, that's a big number. COVID question. And again, this is, this is a poll taken by EWTN of Catholics. Was it distressing to be unable to attend mass during the pandemic? 71% said yes, it was distressing. 29% said it was not
2: distressing. That's a little discouraging. Not that I want 100% to be distressed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it didn't say whether they were practicing Catholics Uh, or
2: whether they were just Catholics. So,
1: um, you know, the pandemic, 57% of the majority of the response gave President Trump poor marks for his handling of the pandemic. You know, 79% said the pandemic made them feel closer to God. And ninety three percent said it made them feel closer to their families, which I think we all agree with that, right? I mean,
2: yeah, if, I've eaten more dinners at the dinner table than ever before, <laughs> even if it's carryout. <laughs> yeah, even if DoorDash is bringing it to me. I mean, I I think that's one thing we we've
1: talked about that in through a couple shows because obviously this this is a pandemic show, right? We started this at the beginning of the pandemic and we're on show twenty six, so. It's been, I I think we missed maybe four weeks, weekends maybe. So we're we're probably 29, 30 weeks into the pandemic. And we've talked about it a few times that, yeah, you know, the family has become a lot more important. You've got a lot more people focused in on their families. And one of the other places, and I'll get back to some of the other stuff in this poll here in a second. But one of the other things that I've seen lately is the, um, and you might have seen it too, is the TV ratings for sports when they came back online seen
2: that? We've discussed that. I've seen the NBA ratings. <laughs> well, it's not just the NBA. Yeah.
1: It's everything. Yeah. Uh, college football's down 30-something
2: percent. Wow. Uh,
1: Major League Baseball's
2: down 40 percent. Uh, there's just the Kentucky the Derby. The was down 70 you know. percent.
1: Yeah. Well, and the Kentucky Derby was down almost 70 percent or something like that, but it was in September, not in May. So, and I was reading some of the comments associated with that, and the one thing that kind of stuck out in my mind is the guy, one of the guys, said, "Hey, f- we figured out that sports aren't <laughs> that important, you know." And and there's probably a lot of truth to that. You some spend-
2: some salaries may be needing adjusting uh, coming <laughs> up because you know they charge commercials about what the ratings are. You know, commercials uh, prices go down. Your salary eventually is going to trickle down if it can. No, it's part of the
1: it's part of the the, yeah. the collective bargaining agreements on, on most of the major leagues that that their salaries are tied to ratings and it will take a couple of years, but it will cycle down and then there's going to be a whole lot of upset
2: professional <laughs> football players and basketball it's, players and yeah. baseball players. Instead of some of them making 40 million a year, they'll have to get dropped to 20 million. It's, it's, it's tough, but I, you know, I think the
1: family part of this pandemic is
2: something I think we should try to build on.
1: Uh, obviously, uh, we see it i think at mass you see families sitting together you can see them in their little pods right sitting together in their groups uh spending a lot more time together i've I spent a lot more time together with my wife than i have in previous you know because she was at home the pandemic being a school teacher what about your wife you spend more time with your wife just around the dinner table absolutely so and i think it's been positive and i think uh most families would agree, I, w- I would hope. There obviously is a lot more stress involved with the pandemic, but I think in general, I think that's still positive. I was just going to Cr- sit there. I was just going to just, play cricket. just to sit there for a minute and see if you were going to say anything. <laughs> uh, just some other notes on the uh, uh, Catholics who attend mass daily support Trump by 16 percentage points higher than Catholics who attend mass more than once a week. So fifty eight to forty two percent. Sixty one to thirty no sorry sixty one to thirty seven percent support Trump by twenty four points that attend mass weekly. More than once a week. So by contrast Catholics who attend mass less than once a year support Biden by a margin of fifty nine to thirty six. And those who never attend mass support Biden by a margin of 69 to 25. What do you attribute that to? I don't know. I mean, those that's not a that's not a rounding error. That's those are big differences. That's interesting. Those who set a time to pray each day break narrowly for Trump 48 to 47. Obviously that's close. That's not a big difference. And those who do not set time each day overwhelmingly support Biden 55 to 37. Hispanics who identify as Catholics overall support Biden by a margin of 63 to 31. And among those who go to mass at least weekly, more than four in 10 support Trump, 43. And while Biden gets 54 percent. Interesting there. Hey, we got a caller. It's that Somebody's calling in and they're on the screening line. So once they get screened, we'll be able to bring them in. This will be interesting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a screener. Yeah, we, it asked them their name and some other things. And uh. Well, somebody asked online, during the pandemic, well, during the pandemic, question mark, do they mean self-isolation? Question mark. Yeah. I'm not sure what's being asked. About how they feel about the, the poll, if she's asking oh. about the
1: poll? Uh, I mean, I'm sure that that's part of how they answered their perspective on the poll, yeah. So, Lynn Wood, do you know Lynn Wood? Lynn Wood. That's what it says, Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood, welcome to the show.
3: Good to be on the show. (laughs) How
2: the hell (laughs) y'all doing? (laughs) Let me give a Deacon John. (laughs) Lynn
1: Wynn. See, it, it you, it, the guy. Uh, I got it now. Lynn Wood is Lynn Wynn. <laughs> Welcome to the show, uh, Father Lynn. How are you?
3: Super.
2: Yeah. I thought I recognized that phone number. Are you doing some cooking right right about now?
3: <laughs> yeah, I've done all the cooking and prepare for the family, brother, sister to show up. And we have a pow out. What's for dinner? And last night we uh combination of fish head and don't cake. Say, don't say dog. <laughs> don't say dog. No dog, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so I heard the last comment in regard to pandemic. Now in Texas is quite interesting. Uh you know, the people protest, even the governor, because he uh, he was earlier, he wanted to uh, kind of see my lockdown, the, the state, and people protesting him. <laughs> that took him to court.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's happening so also, up in New York, too. Did you hear that? Where, no. Yeah, where the, the Archbishop Cardinal Dolan is uh, going to challenge the, the governor in in court over their shut they're trying to shut shut down the schools i think it has to do with so it's interesting how that's how it's going to play out all these shutdowns nowadays will play play out versus the first time around everybody just yeah. kind of took it
3: right but but now it's much more aggressive and then on top of that uh you know the rally of uh Biden and Trump and Kind of crazy.
1: <laughs> so Texas has 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 historically been a very red state, but I guess in the urban oh, areas it's now, very red. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's very red, and and uh they have a mind to themselves. I think it's very different than where we are, Kentuckian. Uh, they they very rebel rouser, was uh, everybody. All my family, they all have guns. (laughs) Even my sister-in-law, she probably, what, four, eight. And uh, carry
2: uh, Yeah, That wasn't her age. That was her height, right? That's her height. It's called the the Second Amendment. (laughs) (laughs) And Texas knows a lot about the
1: Second Amendment, for sure.
3: (laughs) And Deacon Tim, you know Theodore, right? You remember Theodore? I do. My uh, nephew, yeah. He's uh, he's a manager of the gun range.
1: <laughs> really? So the family gets yeah. discounts. They can go 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 get range time anytime they want.
3: <laughs> get range time anytime they want. <laughs> <laughs> so I think tomorrow, I think we're going shooting.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh,
3: and then by evening we will have uh, mass celebrate for anniversary of my sister in law. Grandmother who passed away about fourteen years ago. So, religion and gun kind of go hand in hand, apparently. <laughs> well, so,
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
3: So, what is the topic for the conversation? What's what they heated for tonight?
1: A little bit of everything. We right. were just talking about uh, an EWTN Catholic poll, which was taken uh, before the passing uh-huh. of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, just about how. How Catholics feel about the current state of affairs and the the politics, and uh, one of the things I thought was interesting was that uh Catholics that go to mass or pray more than once a week overwhelmingly support Trump versus Biden. I thought that was interesting. What do you attribute that to? Yeah
3: so right now there's a lot of voices uh, of priests. I think the latest one I heard is from uh Maryland, I believe, uh, televised uh, via Knight Columbus website, apparently. So preach very aggressively. So it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, the Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. um, they they feel, the Knights of Columbus feel threatened as an organization right now, just because of uh, the yes. attacks on Christopher Columbus. They've been doing a lot, mm-hmm. putting out a lot of stuff on on Columbus, the true story of Columbus, uh, very, very. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah yes. very aggressive on that stuff. Uh, and at the same time, we've got uh, the canonization of Father Michael McGivney coming up. Um, I know. So it's it's an interesting time for the Knights of Columbus, and, and I think they're worried about you know how that will be portrayed uh, in the uh, in the public realm for sure. So,
0: it's
3: mm-hmm. interesting temple for the Catholic as well for Catholic as a church. In United States, what? Uh, the collision within the uh, the episcopacy offices, and and see how they're going to play out this upcoming meeting. So
1: that's in November, oops. is that right, or is it in October?
3: In, yes, it's in November. November mm-hmm. third, third week of November. So we'll, we'll see what 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 we going to play out.
1: There are some so, uh, there
2: are battles going on in the church for sure.
3: Yes, there's a lot going on in the church.
2: Are Are you going to so, be with us very long on the phone, or you gotta you're going to have to go?
3: Well, I got to go, so I just call and say uh-huh. say hi to everybody. <laughs> Hope you all doing well.
2: I was gonna I, I was gonna have you, are, you a- so. a- answer a couple of questions coming in.
1: Oh, we got a couple questions. Can you answer a couple questions? Help us answer
2: a couple questions.
3: Well, I'm sure Deacon Dallas can handle it.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. Well, if if you get any calls or the bishop calls Dallas in, just know that Dallas is doing all the word and communions while
3: you're out. (laughs) So if something happens, (laughs) you're in trouble. (laughs) So I'm right now planting uh, Guadalupe Mass. I think the bishop is accepting Go Use Cardone. For December the twelfth, so uh, I'm, I'm working on that right now with Deacon Fortini, and perhaps <laughs> even uh, Miss Karen Rude as well. So we'll see what happens.
1: Well, we we do have a little bit of a problem. Snow. Yeah, it might snow.
2: I, I told you, I
3: predict it will be the first day of the snow. I think it,
2: they're calling for snow on December twelfth. Or is it, it the? It be
3: on December twelfth. Perfect yeah. for our later Guadalupe.
1: Yeah, we did we did have a, a question. We had a question from a viewer before the show started. And it's on here Facebook right now too. Wants to know what's the plans for cold weather.
3: The plan for cold weather is to put on uh hat mittens, gloves and uh, thick coat <laughs> and
2: boots. And bring fifty five gallon barrels <laughs> and with wood yeah. and yeah.
1: If you have any extra fifty-five gallon barrels, rust is okay on the sides. Coat open tops. we'll just, we'll place those out on the lawn, and we can fill them up with and start little fires. To keep people warm.
3: Well, grandnail marriage is uh, Jeff Crumb. He uh, he offer barrel for us if we need it.
2: There you go. We'll have about fifteen <laughs> barrels out in the lawn.
3: Wood in- <laughs> Yeah, we got plenty of wood at Cardone to have some fire.
1: <laughs> there is that's true. <laughs> lots of lots of down tree limbs and stuff. So, and the the, yes. the follow on question to that was, and I, and I don't think there's really any update on this, but uh, any plans to go back out to St. Francis?
3: Any plan to go back to St. Francis?
1: Yeah, with, a, uh, with that us. That
3: conversation need to reserve after the COVID issues is done.
1: So af- because, after after uh, after a vaccine of some sort, then right.
3: Yeah, after we back into norm, some sense of normality. Even think Father Mark out there, actually, he's doing math outdoor. Okay. Um He even offered me, uh, he have a lot of uh, thick vestments. <laughs> the stuff that people in Poland Whoa. during the Cold War and that they use for the winter. So he has some stuff. He even offered that for us to use. <laughs>
1: But I know uh, Sunday morning so, or tomorrow morning it's supposed to be 40 degrees in the morning. I know Dallas is going hunting tomorrow but yes. has anybody looked at Sunday morning what the temperature is going to be? I think it's going to be cold. So Yeah,
3: it's going to be in uh, a low low 50 or low high 40s.
1: Did you uh, did you advise the substitute priest to dress warmly? <laughs>
3: Uh, not yet, but I'm about to text him and Deacon Dallas and Lisette, so he knows.
1: Okay. All right. We don't
2: want any, uh, <laughs> somebody is asking who is the priest this weekend.
1: Should we announce it or should we let it be a secret?
3: I think we should let it, uh, we can announce it. He's, he's one of our own.
2: Who is the priest this weekend and how many fire pits will be, will be, be... <laughs> somebody, somebody's asking that. <laughs> The priest is <laughs> Father A Rock. A Rock, a Rock Messiah. that, rocky
3: that same.
1: That what what he said. But uh, he's he's not preaching though. Who's preaching?
2: Deacon Dallas. Deacon the Dallas. Great
3: Deacon Dallas.
2: And the colder it is, the shorter the homilies get. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why would well, we priest with priest preach with great fire then we keep everybody warm?
2: <laughs> well you told us not to talk <laughs> about politics.
3: <so>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he said don't preach about anything controversial, anything. Yeah, preach with
3: fire, not with uh, condemnation.
2: condemnation. <laughs> right.
3: So Well anyw, thanks guys. Enjoy yourself. Hey, Many thanks. blessings to everybody.
1: Thanks, Father, for calling in. We appreciate. It. Have a have a great time thanks. with your family and safe journey back.
3: Well, we'll we'll do. Thanks, All brothers. Right. Take God be. Peace.
2: Well, yep, so he did. He did make it. He did better than I did last week. Wonder wonder how he got the number. <laughs> he texted
1: me and asked for it. Did, did he really? <laughs> yes, he <laughs> <Okay>. did. <laughs> Well, you can, give a, you can give a guy a heads up next time. I was looking at that number, and I'm like, I think I recognize that number. But, you know, nowadays we don't memorize numbers, yeah. right? We just store them. So. We, names
2: on the phone, you know. So you got some other questions there, Dallas? Uh, somebody asked. Yes, I, I got to get my glasses back out. Okay. I see the deacons as they pour water into the chalice mumbling something. What is it? We're saying a prayer through the, through the mystery of this water and wine. Are you gonna? You I was, want me? To, I, <laughs> I, want you to, I was. I was good, we we're going to share it through the mystery of this water and wine. It's a prayer that they say. May we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled Himself to share in our humanity. humanity. So. The prayer of the deacons. Well, the priest says it too, if there is no deacon, right? Yeah, so it's interesting
1: in the Missal, the Roman Missal, which uh, if you're watching Mass at Cardome, it's the book that's sitting on the altar that we set up before Mass. Typically, it's the book that's held by the server if we were in church and also placed on the altar. That's called the Roman Missal, and it has the right, right in it and all the prayers. Everything we say in a Mass is in that book. It's in, is in that book, and some, some things are prayed silently, uh, and some things are not, and it's Tells you, it tells
2: you what to do. Yeah, do the red. That's another thing. Well, when you hear the term rubrics, rubrics means red. Do the red, say the black. Yeah,
4: there's
1: a there's a prayer that Father says that most priests say to themselves, but before communion, have you noticed them saying it out loud? May the body and blood of
2: Christ bring us to everlasting life. life.
1: Yeah, that that one's typically said quietly. Uh, Obviously, at the The presider is the decider. I think it even says, say quietly. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he's not the first priest that I've uh, been at a mass with that's done that. So
2: good question. I didn't know anybody noticed. You ready for another one? Sure. I hear the term Orthodox Catholic, and it made me think back if you remember when uh, Judge... Coney was, you know, when she was in circuit court being asked, they asked her about being an Orthodox Catholic. Now, she kind of, uh, I don't know, do you remember that particular I question? Do not. That was way back a couple of years ago in 2017. I think it was 2017. She kind of hem-hauled around and didn't answer, like, you know, but she's got to do what she's got to do. I realize that. But the question is, I hear the term Orthodox Catholic. What is that compared to the Orthodox religion? I don't understand. me <laughs> uh, Well,
1: I got an opinion. I probably, okay. probably, I, I don't necessarily think it's a. It's not like the or, not. I, my opinion, is not like the Orthodox Church. Right. It's not. It's but. it. To me, it describes to it, when I hear that, I think of the way someone practices their faith and that they attend mass every Sunday and maybe more than
2: that and believe everything the church, church teaches. teaches. That's the way I take it. Uh, yeah. Uh, to me, an Orthodox Catholic is, I believe everything the church teaches and then you have the Orthodox religion is just totally separate. It's a, it was a separation between the Catholic church and this church in 1054 who they are not in communion with the Catholic Church, and they came up with their name Orthodox. Yeah,
1: yeah because they didn't
2: accept some of the
1: changes that right. the church was, was going through at the time. So, you know, I think that's where it comes from, the word Orthodox. means that it's old school, <laughs> what'd you say? Is that a good way to say it, maybe? Say it again, I was reading. Oh, old school Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, because it is, you know, we talk about this a lot, about, Everybody believing and professing what the Catholic Church teaches—it's hard. <laughs> I mean, the Catholic Church is broad, wide, and you know, without getting into the political side of it, just on the faith side of it, I don't think a lot of us know our faith well enough to say that to say that with one hundred percent conviction. Would
2: you agree that they're an Orthodox Catholic? Well, that they believe in. And profess oh. every
1: everything that the Catholic Church teaches.
2: I would I would say yeah, they do not, uh, even though we say the creed every week <laughs> and we are admitting we do. I believe in the one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. Yeah, but I think it's a
1: for for most of us it's uh it's a journey. I mean that's what sin is, right? Sin is turning away from God, turning away from something that's taught in our faith, it's a practice of our faith. We've gotta uh, we gotta find the way back. Do you agree with that?
2: I totally agree.
1: Okay. Got another question?
2: Um,
1: no. How about a call? Anybody got a call? No, we don't have a call. Two three four three three two <laughs> two six six seven three. Sorry, two three four Deacons. We do have seven lines open. So if you wanted to call in and talk, or if you just wanted to ha- ask a question similar to that, something about math, something that you see at Cardone. Obviously, being at Cardone gives a different perspective on mass, and especially if you're watching at home, thanks to our excellent cameraman, Steve, we get to see things up close, different perspective than you would if you were sitting in a pew at church. So,
2: we n- we never did answer how many fire pits will we be building. <laughs> we ain't, I guess we got to have a meeting on that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a meeting about everything it might else. Be bring, your own. bring your own fire pit, wood, and and uh, no, no, no s'mores during mass. <laughs> I'm okay with the cold weather. I'm not okay with the cold and wet weather. That's kind of that's kind of where it gets a little challenging. I remember many, me and Father Lynn was reminiscing about this about a week ago. Many years ago when we used to, we used to have weekday masses down at St. Francis, I think on Monday and Friday. And when we'd show up, nobody's been there all week. So, you know, if it's five degrees outside. We we used to keep the heat off, and when Mass started, I went to pour water from the picture into his hands, and it was a block of ice. <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed and said, uh, I'll pretend to...
1: <laughs> What are the words that the priest says when oh, he pours?
2: He mumbles it. I don't know that one. Do you know that one?
1: I do know that one. Lord, wash away,
2: wash away Way my, my iniquities, iniquities and
1: cleanse me from my sins. I, you know how I know that one? Because I served for the same priest every Sunday for like six straight years in my home parish in Louisville, Father Father Macaulay, Father Charles Macaulay. And he said that to me basically as I was pouring water over his hands all the time. So I just memorized it.
2: Do do you know all the Latin responses that a server used to have to do? I know, <laughs>
1: no. So I was I was post Latin.
2: Yeah. So I
1: I never got a Latin mass.
2: You ever been to a Latin mass? Ever been to a Latin mass? I I was probably carried into a Latin mass, but I don't remember being at a Latin mass. Never, not one time.
1: That's just not something I I'm, I'm, I'm ex- interested in doing. Just there's nothing about that that intrigues me.
2: At all, <laughs> I mean, I maybe think that makes me unorthodox. The server, you think the server's <laughs> got to do a lot now? He's got In the Latin mass, I think the server responds. You know, he's the respondent. You know. I didn't know that. So I've been to at least Orthodox everything mass. I've seen on TV. Yeah,
1: I've been to an Orthodox mass. I've been to a mass in Hawaii at a in a church, but it was all open door, like lots of doors. <laughs> very much a cultural event. So I've been to a lot of different types of Masses in different countries and stuff, but never to a Latin Mass. So, What are some other of those prayers that
2: they say during Mass that are silent? Well, there's one said after communion, the priest comes up and says, I don't know that one either. Remember Father Bob Assis? Yeah, we had to leave the cell open so he could say that prayer.
1: There's a silent prayer we're supposed to say before we proclaim the gospel. What's
2: that one. Before or it's after? Cleanse, if it's our, cleanse us. I thought that was the ones on the Ambo. Yeah, that's, af- that's after, I believe. Oh, no, I thought it was before. Oh, well, we, as long as we say it. That's right. <laughs> we need some practice interesting yeah we have a we have a little strip that has that prayer on on a lambo that
1: most people can't see yeah we uh, we call those liturgical aids they let us do what we need to do when we need to do it so yeah the priest obviously has the hard part that's why he's got all those instructions <laughs> most of what the deacon says we've we've memorized pretty pretty much penitential rite sign of the peace Dismissal. Dismissal. Those are our, our talking points. And a lot
2: of a lot of people don't realize that uh, if a deacon is present, even if the pope is the presider, the deacon proclaims the gospel every time. And he does the dismissal too. Every yes. time. So that would be cool to... Oh, another one we say is when we um, get ready to read the gospel, we turn to the priest and say... Bless me, Father.
1: Yeah, it's two. You can say one of two things: yes. your blessing, Father, or Father, your blessing. Yes. <laughs> something along those. We're getting a blessing. That's what we're, what's happening when we bend over. And he, what does he say? Because nobody hears that either. What's he say? He says something <laughs> like, "May the Lord Jesus be in your heart to proclaim the word." I bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and, the and Holy Spirit.
2: And even if it's a bishop, you say Father. You don't say bless me, Bishop.
1: Yeah, this would be a good time to ask that my, yeah. my question. Give a riddle. So, there's a bishop, two priests, and four deacons in a room. How many people are in there? How many people are in the room? A bishop, two priests, and four deacons. How many people are in the room? We'll let the answer that on Facebook, if you will. Comments, comments on the Facebook. Any other questions on there? Don't have any. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, just recently, the first millennial was proclaimed blessed. I believe we put it on our Facebook page. Carlo, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, Acutus? Acutus. was a millennial. He had a, uh, a leukemia, a form of leukemia that took his life at, how old was he, Dallas? Do you
2: remember? Fifteen or sixteen, yeah,
1: young, very young, uh, but had a tremendous devotion to the Eucharist. And he's his body was actually um, in, a, in a in in the tomb in Assisi, Saint Francis, he had a, a had a a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Something. Saint Francis of Assisi was kind of like his his guy, and he modeled his spirituality after after him. And but he's the first millennial to be on the track to sainthood. He was a video game player. He was a computer programmer. He was a lover of the Eucharist. And all that happened, him becoming in love with the Eucharist when his parents had quit going to church. So I wonder if they go now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would think that they would. So you so you should look that up. New saint, or new new person on the way to sainthood. Not a saint yet. He's he'll be blessed. There's three steps, right? Blessed, um, beatification, blessed. What's the second one? Venerable, and then
2: sainthood. So I got that right. Well, beatified is, uh,
1: but there's three steps. There's three distinct steps.
2: Miracle. He had to have two
1: miracles to be two a saint, miracles to be a saint. So he's on his way. I'm I'm pretty. That's pretty cool. I, I just was reading about that hymn this week, and I thought, you know, it, it shows how you can lead a saintly life in today's culture. A lot of people think that might be difficult to do, and especially young people may find that challenging to do. But here's a here's a young man who lived in our time, who lived the life like we live our lives, including video games,
2: if you're a video gamer. You ever been a video gamer, Dallas? Never. I'm, I never got into playing games. It just doesn't interest me. I like video games. It's kind of my thing. I don't do it a lot like I used
1: to. Used to do it a whole lot, but uh, not anymore. So, hey, we still got time for a call. If you want to call in, two three four three three two two six six seven. That's two three four Deacons. Love to love to have you tell us what's going on in your life, how the pandemic is affecting you. What do you think about the Cardone masses? What do you think about still being out at Cardone with snow on the ground? I know Steve's going to have to get heated lenses probably so that uh, they don't frost up on him. Lots of lots of things. We got to make sure the water's not uh, not kept in an unheated place, right? So lots of lots of things that we still have to do. What about a
2: fishing report? I went. When did I go? can't remember Wednesday caught several bass uh you, you can't post that picture
1: <laughs> was it on oh you text you texted me or was it on Facebook? I, I thought I texted you,
2: uh, I think I'll just put it on
1: facebook yeah i can't I can't shoot that over to Steve. We're not that sophisticated just yet sometime
2: maybe we'll be able to do that, but not tonight. But you caught a
1: fish. It was a nice.
2: Was that a crappie or was it a bass? No, that was a bass. I caught several. You know, we caught several bass. Uh, where was t- 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 You
1: always go at Taylorsville, correct?
2: Yeah, because it's, uh, I like fishing larger bodies of water and it's probably the closest to drive and. Uh, oh, I know what we were going to talk about.
1: Steve, can you get a close-up? There's there's the fish. Can you see the the fish on the phone? Here, hand me the phone.
2: Do you think you could see that fish? (laughs) Probably not. But the water temperature's dropping. I hope the fishing picks up a little bit. Big fish, Dallas. That's all right. You got it.
0: There
1: you go.
2: And what else was you going to talk about?
1: We were going to talk about, get ready for his close-up again, Steve. This. Uh, this is my official ballot for voting. And I'm actually, I want to do a public service announcement because I'd do an absentee ballot. If you're going in and you're voting yourself on the back of this ballot, if you can see that two constitutional amendments that look like epistles, (laughs) (laughs) this is all the wording do yourself a favor. Read it before you go in. Read it before you go in because the guy behind you or the lady behind you is not going to be happy if you're in there reading three columns of very fine print that I can't even read right now because I don't have my glasses on. But uh, one of them is the rewording of Marcy's Law, I think is what Archer's they call it. Law. And the other one has to do with uh, term limits, maybe? Ter- terms on a ter- uh, Commonwealth attorneys and circuit court clerks judges of the Supreme court. So read that before you go in and no
2: matter what you do,
1: make sure you vote right. Kanye West is on the ballot in Kentucky.
2: If you contact me, I'll tell you how to vote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not going to do it on. No, I won't
2: though. do it on air, but if you contact me, I'll tell you how to vote. <laughs> <laughs> so there
1: you go. Dallas will uh, advise you on who to vote for. Um, I was really shocked to see Kanye West on the ballot. To be honest with you, did you know that?
2: Yeah, he's still on it. I've seen he's. Uh, I think he's got some ads coming out this week. Yeah. So, so you got uh, you get the vote in my district. You get the vote for president, and vice
1: president, state senator, uh, representative. Uh, sorry, that was a United States senator and a state senator, and a state representative. And it looks like we've got a board of education electi- election with just one person and right in which is interesting. And then city council, city council is always a an odd one for me. You know, all these people running for you don't live in the city though, do you? No. You live in the county, yeah. so um, yeah, you got to vote for eight. How many are there? One, two, three, four, six, seven, nine, nine, nine. 14 or fifteen on the ballot. And you got to vote for eight. I guess we need to educate ourselves on these folks. A lot, of them are, a lot of them are the same names that I've seen for a long time here in the city. You know, So nonpartisan, so you're not voting for Democrat or Republican. So if you vote straight ticket, make sure you still vote for the nonpartisan races, which includes the Board of Education and the City Council and probably the – Is county, is county nonpartisan? Don't know. I think we have a parishioner on the ballot. Did you know that? He's running. He's running unopposed, unopposed, so I can probably say his name, Dwayne Ellison. Oh.
2: so for what? What? What's he running for? Magistrate. Magistrate. County magistrate. Yeah.
1: So, vote. Vote early, but don't vote often. Just vote once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be accused of being like the president, telling people to vote more than once. But uh, do your civic duty. Vote. Uh, the Catholic Church does have, the USCCB has put out a document to help form your conscience to vote uh, according to the, the teachings of the church. That is available at usccb.org, usccb.org. Um, just be an informed voter, right? And, Always. And if you're confused, call Dallas. And, and if you're confused. Call Dallas and he'll help I you undecided. I'm sure we we can open up uh, if it's not too cold. We, you can have your own line after uh, mass <laughs> on Sunday for people to come see to see how to vote. So, no more questions. No more. No more comments. We well, have a saying of the day. We got a saying of the day. We might as well just go do that then. You Ready for that, Steve? So, saying of the day. I actually, <laughs> Steve, when Steve brought brought in his his artwork, I was like, man, I think you got the wrong one. <laughs> And then No, that's what I typed out, too. St. Margaret Mary. I'm going to be interested to see how they pronounce this. Alacoque, I think, is it. But here is Saint of the Day.
4: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 16th. Today we celebrate St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. After considering and rejecting marriage, Margaret Mary entered the Order of Visitation Nuns at 24. Two days after Christmas in 1674, she received the first of several revelations in which Christ emphasized His love for humanity. In apparitions over the next 13 months, Jesus stressed that His human heart was to be the symbol of His divine human love. By her own love, Sister Margaret Mary was to make up for the coldness and ingratitude of the world. This would be accomplished by frequent reception of Holy Communion, especially on the first Friday of each month, and by an hour's vigil of prayer every Thursday night in memory of Jesus' agony in Gethsemane. The Lord also instructed her to institute a feast of reparation to His heart. Theologians who were called in declared that Margaret Mary's visions were delusions, but a new confessor, Jesuit Father Claude de la Colombière, recognized her genuineness and supported her. Margaret Mary Alacoque died in 1690 and was canonized in 1920. Begun privately in 1686, the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus was extended to the Universal Church 75 years later. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
1: St. Margaret Mary, she was Orthodox.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You think think every one of these people out here were Orthodox?
1: Well, except for the angels, Yeah. <laughs> the archangels, like Michael there. He, was Jesus orthodox? <laughs> so, you know, was Jesus a
2: saint? I, if you're in heaven, you're a saint. saint. Yep. <laughs> but it's a we, trick question, right? Yes, and we should all strive to be saints. All of us, definitely. So
1: nobody's calling in, no questions, so we've done our job.
2: It's been a kind of a choppy show for us with no... Uh, with no topic. Oh, yeah. Answer to the riddle. Oh, here we question, go. Question. No, they didn't put it. They want to know. Answer to the riddle. <laughs> a bishop, two priests, and four deacons. How many people are in the room? Four. Four. <laughs> Just four. Can you explain it? Yes. Once you're a deacon, you're always a deacon. And in order to become a priest or a bishop, somewhere down the line, you had to become a deacon. And you, when you're you still be- a priest, too. Yeah. You're a priest, but you're also a deacon. A bishop is a priest and a deacon. So there you go. And I think I said it, it's been a few weeks back when I said it on the air that uh, all bishops are a priest and a deacon. All priests are deacons, but not all deacons are priests or bishops. That's That's true, too.
1: (laughs) That's how it goes. So, hey, uh, next week, just a reminder come on out to Cardone. We're going to have a live show. There'll be some music be some uh, food there'll be raffle tickets there'll be a drawing you could walk away with the grand prize which is ten thousand dollars maybe maybe we should buy a chance for the show because we could use ten thousand dollars you know we could we could do a lot with this studio so If you're listening and you win the $10,000 and you want to make a donation back, just earmark it for Deacon's Discussions and Drinks because we could really upgrade the studio and make it sound so much better and look so much better.
2: Right. Yeah, and if you want to know how to vote, contact me. Or if you, <laughs> yes. or if you have money you want to give me, just contact me. <laughs> and I'll make sure it gets to Tim, Tim I promise. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> so next next Saturday, not next Friday, next Saturday, live at Cardone. Uh And, again, as another way just to show your support for the not just the the community or our parish, but all the things we do, ssfj.org, SS. FJ.org. You can also reach that through our website. You can go through Facebook to get to that. Uh, it's the giving giving page has all the collections throughout the year that you can give. Uh, weekly tithing you can set up. It's a good way in the COVID era not to have to bring an envelope and deposit it in a big garbage can outside Cardone So SSFJ.org. Like and subscribe. That's what we want you to do. Listen to our podcast on all the podcasts. You ever listen to the podcast?
2: Yeah, I'll go home and make sure you did everything right.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, Heart Radio, Spotify, Amazon has podcasts now. iTunes has podcasts now. Everybody has our podcast. So whatever your choice of listening to podcast, hey, just go back and listen to some of the old stuff we've done. Just remember, we've had some good guests on here. Lavinia Spirito. Gus Lloyd. Gus Lloyd, yeah. Lots of people. Go check them out. Gus Lloyd, I still think, has our most views uh, on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, if you're
2: on YouTube, like, subscribe there. Hey,
1: Dallas, can you give us a blessing?
2: I sure can. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless everyone here in the studio and everyone out there listening. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, until next week, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon
1: Dallas. He's Father Lynn in Texas. Good night, everybody.
0: Did you ever stop and think, why spend too much time just getting ready? you notice me let me be real here when i see you my heart starts racing but i don't know